welcome everybody episode 295 of the a show i am the only person left on earth who has not seen spider-man across the spider-verse um and i am here with (laughs) a very special guest um justin is out today justin couldn't be in today justin pulled a sick day justin has a doctor's appointment Justin has a million reasons of why he's not here today. Um, so, of course, I had to recruit someone who I'm. Listen, man, we make a good team. So I'm not. I'm not even mad at this. I think we make a good team. So I'm here again, once again. War report, Quan. We're here. We're doing this for like the third time in like the last month or so. <laughs> yeah. What is up, Quan? <laughs> What's up? You know what? I first. First things first. You're not the only person who hadn't seen Spider Verse because I also haven't seen Spider Verse yet. Um, what are I don't we know waiting what I for? <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what happened. So you see, this is what happened. Okay. Now, back in the day when the first Spider Verse came out, my daughter, me and my daughter went just to go see it. She's not a big like superhero movie person, but we went to go see it or whatever. So when the second one got announced, she 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 went out of her way to text me and say, "Hey, are we going to go see Spider Verse when it comes out?" I said, "Of course we are." Then, d- the day after it comes out, or like the week after, she's like, "Did you see Spider Man yet?" And I was like, "No, did you?" And she's like, "Yeah." She went, so she went with like her uncle. So I'm like, "Yo, how are you gonna leave me hanging like that?" <laughs> no. So I just had, <laughs> so I was just like, "Whatever." So like, I just haven't gone yet. Maybe I'll go this weekend. I don't know. I've just been kind of busy, low key. So my story is a similar story to yours, um, with. Your daughter, insert my niece. I guess I'm the uncle who's going to run off. Um, So my niece is a big, she's like, I don't know when she got into so many movies. You've been letting her go to the movies, you know, with her friends and stuff like that. And she's just like, first of all, I don't know what it is with girls and horror movies. They love horror movies. Like, sit down they'll they'll watch murder they'll watch all types of investigative journalism they'll watch unsolved mysteries they'll watch whatever she loves that type of shit me i'm a punk i'm I'm, I'm not watching (laughs) any of that shit in a movie theater and jumping up and stuff um but she's likes theaters gosh i'm getting a phone call um she likes essentially all that stuff actually let me take this phone call hold on guys let me take this hold on I don't know if that did anything with uh, <laughs> me pressing pause on this. Either way, all right, back to the story. Um, so, boom. Uh, she likes going to the movies now. I'm like, okay, everyone has kind of seen it. I could have very well gone to the movies myself, but I'm like, okay, let me wait with her to see it because she wants to see it. And we just haven't found time yet because last week she had prom. Um, and then also in that same thing, Jamal came to visit to New York. So I was hanging out with him the entire weekend. So we just haven't had time to actually go see this thing, but I'm hoping that there's, there's time this weekend because as you know, as I would hope, you know, Quan, this weekend is a big weekend. It is both the mixture of father's day weekend and it is the mixture of Juneteenth. Hey, I have, I have now dubbed black man weekend. That's what I'm calling it. This is a big weekend. I actually didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Father's Day until like yesterday. I didn't know. Well, this you know, you they don't get the marketing for Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. You, I don't you, get you, nothing. I, there's no emails no email. in your inbox like no Father's emails. Day sale. I was just gonna say that. 
<laughs> a single email telling me it's Father's Day. No, nothing. You might get a Juneteenth, like, you might get a, <laughs> what they do on Juneteenth on TikTok last year? Oh, my God. What the fuck did what they, did they do? do? Oh, no. I could, I could um, only imagine. They were, like, coming up with, like, Juneteenth concepts for, like, big retailers, and it they was, like, um, fuck, what, was, what did they say? Shit. I don't um, remember this at all. I'm sure it's some nonsense, whatever it was. Something with freedom. <laughs> something with freedom I'm, is like I'm oh so my, sure with nonsense. Like, oh my god, it's freedom, or like, you know it's it's the freedom for me. There you it's go. The freedom for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the freedom for me. So that's what they're doing. Um I have no idea if you'll get all those other like African pan African ass plates and all this other shit like that. Um but who knows? I, I mean, I get the, I get the day off. I know that much. Yeah, that's that's, all, that's cool with me. Yeah, first listen. time. It's the first time. Uh, first time. Jeez. Uh, well, you know what? Did you, did you learn about like? Did you learn about Juneteenth at school? No. In school? Okay, no. I was making it because I didn't either. No. So I didn't even know Juneteenth was a thing until well into my adulthood. I'll be honest. Black with you. history in my school. Well, we were all black since I went to New York City public high school. So the majority of yeah. my my class was black and uh and or hispanic so like we got the you know slavery all this other stuff like that but juneteenth no and then it also being celebrated as a holiday hell no you got you got the starter kit you got the uh slavery martin luther king rosa parks yeah write the book (laughs) color in you know fill out the thing and you can color in your favorite social civil rights activist it was like oh my god coretta scott king yes i got her um but (laughs) it's one of those things george washington carver invented peanut butter you know, one of those, those things. Pick one and then get a thing. <laughs> but not nah, not Juneteenth. There's there's so much things now that I feel like as a kid that I think in general kind of like helps society in terms of like um, knowledge, conversation, identity, all this other stuff that we didn't have as a kid at all. Like you were just who you were. You were either black or you were like all this other shit, and like you couldn't um. That's what I was uh I was looking at I don't even know if I should say this on the fucking podcast. You know what? Let me not. Um <laughs> I, was, I, was, I think I, I knew was, where you were going, but I- <laughs> No, no, no. Actually I doubt you know where I was going. Okay, maybe maybe I don't. All right. So there is this um there is this episode of College Hill. So there's College Hill airing right now. I don't know if you've seen this at all, with like New York from Flavor of Love and like yeah, they they, they rebooted Rose, it right. I saw that and Amber Jocelyn, Rose, yeah. and then there's like the fight between Jocelyn and Amber Rose because Amber Rose is essentially like I you know I'm both black and white, but I don't consider myself black. And Jocelyn was like, your problem is that you want to be some white bitch, and blah blah blah. And I was thinking about it because like to be honest with you. um I've seen a lot of like people just like speaking, people who are biracial kind of like speak up about like their lack of understanding about their identity. And, um, 
And I think that's a lot because of like how things used to be. Like you were either one way or the other. And then also growing up as a kid, they try to define you as much as they can. White kids would tell you that you're not black enough. And black kids would say that you're white and all this other shit like that. And there's so much other stuff going on with identity. Um, And I think the conversation now lends it a lot more towards these kind of like being able to understand yourself a little bit more. And to be honest with you, I think with that kind of stuff, like, to me, when I see stuff like, I'll see like Kayla Braxton and she's clearly like going through her own thing about like racial identity because she just found out she was black like two years yeah. ago. <clears throat> I think her, her, hers is a little different though because she was adopted. So I I, yeah. I kind of get where she's coming from. But yeah. I, I do what you mean. Just like, just kind of finding that aspect of who you are. I think it is a little easier now in 2023 compared to, you know, when we were growing up. Right, or just even like, I, or just even the uptick in. I don't, I don't, I don't have the statistics in front of my face, but like, I'd imagine there's probably more biracial kids now than there was in you know half the day biracial. You know what I mean? So like, also you know, I have a biracial daughter, so it's just like, yeah, and it's I, more I, so like, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. I, go ahead I, I totally lost what I was going to say. <laughs> no, but like, no, but you do have yeah, your biracial daughter, and I'm like, there's a sense of like identity where like. I feel like, I don't know where this is going, but we're going somewhere, right? Um, I feel like there's lending with, like, both, right? I feel like the thing with being biracial is, like, usually there are people who are like, oh, we're both races. We're our own separate race that considers us both races. But I'm also like, but you're kind of like both. Like, you're white and you're black. Like, if, if that's your makeup, right? Like you're white and you're black. So you have two kind of like racial and it's, it's hard to kind of like define identity with these two kind of ways that you're maybe either brought up or kind of like what you were exposed to. And that I think has a lot part of it as well, but I feel like you you represent both. And I think that's a cool benefit of having it. If just like you have two different type of cultures or um, things that you can kind of explore. And I think it's, I think it's important for everyone to educate themselves about both sides. And I, that's what I think more so now is happening than before because of how we speak about race post things in 2015, 14, 16 and stuff like that. And kind of like how that's come out. We have a better conversation about kind of how things are going on. I don't know when this turned into a Juneteenth episode of the A show. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I, I've been thinking about that because I'm like, huh, I could see both sides from this kind of situation. Um, I get it. I th- it's, it's. I think identity is 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 such a different. Like, it's a lot more f- maybe fluid is the word I'm looking for. It just yeah. it's not as like concrete, right? As as we used to think. It's just, you know if you want to take it to even something that's more like kind of socially going on right now. I mean, like, even like sexuality or just like you know any kind of lgbtq plus type of situations where it could be like we thought it was one way but now they're you know they're telling us hey this there's also this and that and that you know we should right. learn these things and like you know just kind of understand it like, like things can change in fluidity fluidity as we gain more information as human beings and i know there's certain people who don't want to know these things or don't want these things out but like it's just kind of it is what it is at this point, in my opinion, like you can't really. No, I I agree. <laughs> you can't really avoid it, so like we might as well just kind of. I, I think I just think this it's a good thing that we as human beings are advancing into a space where everything doesn't need to be labeled in some kind of 
you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. I can't. Just black. everything doesn't need to be put in necessarily a box or the box. Yeah, in a, in a in a, bi- in a binary, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. black and, and white and type of situation, especially ones that are defined by just like people who, to be honest with you, opinions you don't really care about or anything of the rather like who, people who have you shouldn't really be speaking about any of this or have no place to speak about it. So, um, damn, what a what a special episode of the A Show. This is crazy. Um. How have you been otherwise? I've been I've been seeing you you talking about you going to the gym. I've been going to the gym. I feel like I I feel like in 2020 I was like way more gun ho about it than I am now. Um but I'm trying to get it in when I can. I'm trying to be like very healthy moving into 2024. I'm locked in. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm I'm locked in. It, it, it's, you know you know what you know what happened though? Like, I I was going pretty regularly, and I I don't I don't know if I ever told you like I hurt my back, so my I was like I had really bad back spasms for a long very, time. This is very this is very thirty plus, yeah. This is <laughs> and so I just I just didn't go anymore. I was just like I, it, it was too much. It, like it, when I would go, it would make it worse. And I was just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. But I went through physical therapy. Um, that got it all situated. I'm good now. It's still a little tight sometimes, but you know we we can survive that. And then I so it took me like maybe like another month before I was even had the confidence to go back to the gym because I was I'll be honest I was scared like I didn't want to make it worse, you know what I mean? Because that shit was not fun. My but, shit, um, we're, we're just, back at it now. I'm glad. I'm glad. My shit is just that I <laughs> I weigh more than I probably should right now, yeah, and sure. it's just an effect on all. It's just a different effect to like continue to like move around with all this weight in the way that I want to move around. I want to go back to be running my fucking four miles things, but I necessarily can't do it, especially how I want to do it. Um, so now it's like, damn, I got to eat and all this other stuff like that, like all the other like lack of fun stuff. But I'm trying to figure out a way how to incorporate it in my lifestyle because that's what my nutritionist said that one time. I, I got a free trial to go to a nutritionist. It's, and it's one of those like things where it's like, hey, you want a free session? And then they expect you to sign up for more. <laughs> Never. Um, I was like, I'll take all your ideas and run with it. Um but she was like pretty much like in terms of dieting and stuff, like it has to be incorporated into your lifestyle. That's how it becomes a little bit more easier than actually like a thing that you need to do. Like that's with working out and everything. That's why I'm like out here running and walking and all this shit every day and destroying yeah, my angles doing it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm right there it's, with you. It's, it's, a, it's just pain. It is what it is. It's just old it's just shit. Um, um, but besides, besides gym stuff. I'm, I I feel like I'm fully ingrained into UK culture. I'm locked in right now. I'm gonna tell you right wait, now. Wait, wait. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. I need Come to. Up. What's going on? I'm I'm in right now. I'm I'm with the Mandem. Uh, I'm using all the slang now. Love <laughs> Love Island's back. You know, you know, <laughs> as, as a rea- as a reality show connoisseur, I, I'm, I'm tapped into everything. Love Island's back, so I'm using all the slang. I learned what gaff meant the other day. Didn't know okay. what that meant. That means I guess that means your crib, your place you live at. Um, I thought it was called a flat. That a flat is like an apartment. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, th- I think. I think. I no, mean, I guess d- you could probably use either. You could probably is. use either. But that, and then on top of Love Island being back, I'm also locked in with uh, this uh, Central C and Dave EP. I'm fucking hey. with that. 
I never, I never, I, I never really heard Dave before. I'm impressed. I, I, I wasn't really familiar with his game. Central C, I heard, I heard, I heard the Doja song. It was cool. I like, I rock with the Doja song. But uh, Dave, that, that dude can rap. Listen, this is if there's any. We don't listen to. We, we were just talking about before we got on there that we don't listen to a lot of current shit now, and we don't know whether it's because we're coming old or it's becoming whack, and that's the scariest part about becoming old. Um, is not knowing if shit is whack or you're just old. Um, yeah, but I need someone else to to verify this. I'm gonna I'm gonna need the younger people in in the Discord. I'm gonna need the 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 Bribosas and the Jalens and the all the things. Of the world. I, I was gonna say Cyrus is probably the youngest person I come in contact with, and he's like 26. So I don't not even yeah, like well, not even young anymore. Yeah, he's not. Also, he's, he's also Cyrus be listening to the Final Fantasy soundtrack, so I can't listen to him about what what Central C and Dave are up to. <laughs> man, well, Cyrus, that's, that's, my, that's my that's my man's though. That's my guy. That's my guy. I'm just saying, Cyrus got music taste. Nah, Cyrus <laughs> do got music taste. He it, it's just a little different. He he on, he on a different wave. But me too, though. Like yeah, I was telling you, I'm, I've been listening to fucking uh, Portis Head and uh, Apex Twin lately. So I'm 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 on a different vibe right now too. I can't even Cyrus lie to you. On his, Cyrus on his art shit. That's what I. That's the yeah. most exciting thing I've known about. There's a. There's a. I know within Cyrus, there's like a sneaky, super creative artist thing that lives For sure. in there. He he, he lights he shows. lights up when you start talking about art. He, right, right, right. His voice his voice gets higher. It shows, but not when he has to talk about bad wrestling every week. <laughs> <laughs> It shows. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, oh, this guy. Like, I can, you know, um, I hear about the things like you'll go to a museum in every city. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like, da da da. And then uh, you reminded, like, shit. He has to talk about wrestling for two hours. He's probably gonna fucking thing is. And that's. I think that's why I love talking wrestling with Cyrus because I think he looks at wrestling in such a different way than most people look at wrestling. And I think that really it, it helped my perspective on things. It makes me look at th- I, I I think me and you when we look at wrestling, we're looking at wrestling from a, a view of we've been watching this for twenty plus years, and yeah. we kind of know like like we I've said it before. Cyrus is a fairly newer wrestling fan. I mean, he's been watching for a few years now, but like he sees from a whole different type of storytelling aspect, that, like things I wouldn't even think about. Like, oh yeah, I guess that's true. And I'm like, oh damn! I didn't think about that. And I think that's what makes you know the war report so dynamic. In the aspect, yeah, of, like, yeah. I, I think I speak more so for maybe a traditional you know wrestling fan who's been in the online community for a long time. So I have these preconceived kind of like ideas of how I think wrestling should be. And then sure. Cyrus will make me like think it over. Like, oh no! But what about this? I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. And it's like, okay. So I, that's why I love doing the podcast with Cyrus because it just makes me think. It, it keeps me on my toes. I agree. You know what? I agree. This is this is amazing. Shout to Cyrus. Cyrus appreciation. Shout to Cyrus. Cyrus appreciation. Um, we should probably get into. Actually, is there any other shit that I want to talk about? What's what's on my mind? We got new NBA champions. I'm happy because I'm finally like. <laughs> I feel like I'm finally being ripped away from FanDuel, which I think is necessary right now. FanDuel with my ass this season. I ain't going to lie to you. This <laughs> is not I, a good season. First, I would say everything leading up to the last like 15 games, I was straight. 
And then the 15 games and then postseason definitely whooped my ass in a kind of way. It was like very up and down. I was at this point towards the end of the season, towards the playoffs, I was just trying to win money to get tickets to see the Knicks play. Um, mm. And yeah, I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> Various things. It's something about the playoffs and stuff like that. But we got new NBA champions. We got all this other shit. I'm ready for this season to be over, to be honest with you. Ready to wrap the shit up. I'm ready to start new because your squad is going to be fresh. Um, hopefully, the Pistons? Man. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like the East is deeper than we think. Like, don't get me wrong. You need a star to win, <laughs> for sure. We might be playing. We might be. If, if, if I think I if, if, Cade, if Cade develops to what we need him to be, whoever we who are, whoever our rookie is going to be, that, that's my problem. I'm not familiar with uh, college basketball, so I don't know who's who. I, I knew who Victor like, was, and I wanted I wanted Victor, but I guess it ain't happening. So I feel we'll like see what happens. you guys will make the play-in if a number of other teams are terrible. <laughs> like, I think you guys have a chance, but there has to be like a. I feel like you guys are due for like a Sacramento Kings turnaround. <laughs> and then suddenly everyone's, you know, big on Detroit. All these Detroit rappers are coming out to the games all of a sudden. And then all this other shit like that. I feel like you're due for that kind of turnaround. Um, the rest of the stuff, because I feel like East is sneaky deep. They got some players, but they just, the teams are kind of collectively as a team, they're like very hit and miss with a couple of things. But I feel like. There's some potential there, but I'm ready for the new NBA season to start. I'm ready for all the postseason shenanigans to start. I'm ready for players to jump to teams and all this other shit like that and ridiculous workout videos and all this other stuff. So I'm ready for all of that. Um, kind of makes me wish wrestling had an off season, but they don't. So we're here. Um, and we have wrestling stuff to talk about on this episode. Should we get to No Holds Barred? Let's talk about it. No holes barred. The first, so don't get me wrong. There's news, but like not really. So I'm pulling anything that I can from these topics. I think they're good topics. These are actually, in my opinion, these are like very first take topics. All right. So I don't know if you're ready to put your Stephen A on, your JJ Reddick on. My Kendrick Perkins. I'm in my Kendrick Perkins bag. You get your mad dog old bag. <laughs> You got to understand, the Sheik was a guy who... <laughs> the Sheik put up 40 points in Madison Square Garden over Hulk Hogan. Um, nah, so the first bit of news we got here is Drew McIntyre's WWE status. The big Drew Mac is uh, currently still has not re-signed to WWE. As reported, this is reportedly. I don't want to say anything because sometimes this should be wrong, to be honest with you. Um, but I, so I, I, I guise myself by saying reportedly because we're not actually news sources. Don't use us as news sources. We're just niggas with podcasts. Um, <laughs> we're just niggas who talk on a mic. Um, Drew McIntyre's WWE status is up in the air. According to PW Insider, they've been trying to come up with creative plans for Drew, even something as soon as Money in the Bank but he does not want to be aimlessly floating until it, you know, until his contract expires if he chooses not to resign. Quan, where do you think we're heading with Drew McIntyre? Um, as far as Drew goes, I think I totally understand him not wanting to come on TV without something 
concrete plan for him going forward. I think he does. He's earned that right to do that. He pretty much carried, you know, the 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 company on his on his back, his injured back for about two years. Um, so I think he has that right. As far as his contract goes, I'll be honest. I don't think he's going anywhere. I I just don't see where he would go. I mean, if he wants to go, if he were to go to, you know, AEW, that that whole, I just seemed like that wouldn't be a destination I want to be at right now, at least, where it just like, it seems like there's a lot of mass confusion backstage about like hierarchy and like who's important, who's doing what or whatever over there. If he wanted to do like the Sasha route and do like Japan stuff, I guess he could if he really wanted to. But he, to me, he's always kind of felt like a, a WWE lifer type guy going forward. That seems like this has always been what he wanted to do. I think we're just right now just kind of one of those, you know, contract negotiation situations where, you know, both sides haven't really figured anything out yet. But I think, you know, in due time, he'll still be a WWE superstar and I'll have something for him to do, especially now there's a new there's an, another world championship. I. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I'm not fully sure. To be honest with you and to be honest. Um, there was a lot more momentum in 2021 with like AEW stuff and Vince was in, still in control and now we kind of have like H in control and all this other stuff like that. But I still feel like the alternative is still there, right? The Especially considering AEW, and we can talk about this in a bit, AEW has also a new show that they need to put out there as well. Um Drew McIntyre, this situation kind of reminds me of a Cesaro situation and not from a creative standpoint, but from a financial standpoint. I could see it's something like pay me what you owe me or creatively doesn't feel necessarily um, like he's being fulfilled in this kind of situation. And I think Drew McIntyre, the difference between people who usually stay with WWE and the people who don't, I feel like people who usually stay with WWE a lot in terms of the difference between wrestling and business, they usually lean a lot more towards business. Um, I feel like Drew McIntyre is absolutely a wrestling head, like someone who thrives on having amazing matches. And you can see that from the past three years of his work, someone who thrives on being a major star in the ring. And then also just like, being able to kind of like he's done this before on the indies, like being able to venture out and kind of do what he wants to do. I think I don't know where he's currently at in his life. If he has kids, if he has one expecting, because seemingly there's a pregnancy pack going on in fucking wrestling right now, where everyone is popping up pregnant. Um, but I could easily see him moving away from WWE if he. Mm. Had, I say that because he hasn't signed. Yeah. Do and we know when when the contract is up? Is it the end of the year? People are saying it's the early 2024. It could be at the end of the okay. year. But to me, one, if I'm WWE and he hasn't resigned yet and he's a major star, I'm not going to put him on TV for the next six months to make him look like the fucking man. <laughs> and then he just jumps to AEW anyway. Um. And if I were in Drew McIntyre in this situation, I would not want to be put on TV and be risk putting people over for the next six months before I want to go to jump somewhere. So my my value is a little bit, you know, tanked in itself from that. 
So I could see the situation in terms of like where no, he's just not going to be on television for a while. I don't think he's going to. I think if you see him on WWE television, if the next time we see him, and also it's been reported that he's going to be at a um, in Berlin, he's doing something with the Special Olympics as a part of WWE. So he will be doing. But I think that's because he's a great guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's because he's a great guy. But I think if next time we see him in the ring. He will have to be resigned, and if we don't see him again, you, I mean that's as it sounds dumb saying it, but the only chance he returns to WWE at this point, considering all these reports, is if he's resigned. To the yeah, WWE. if the paperwork is, is is the ink is dried on the paperwork, we'll definitely we'll see him. Definitely we'll know. Yeah, and that's but, fine. That's fine. I, I think that he should wait. I don't think he should be out there i'm with you i don't think he should be out there if, if it's not official yet i don't you're not about to put me out there have me doing whatever the fuck and then when it comes time to pay me you're like ah we don't know you know what i mean i don't we're not we're not we're not doing that so you gotta i don't know about this yeah no yeah it's a i think it's a situation i could see him clearly i could see him in aew this is why i see this i could see him dreaming <sighs> AEW. that'd be so interesting because to be honest, I mean, he, he could definitely get his matches off in the AEW. If you want to go there, they'll let him wrestle. They'll let they'll, him wrestle. They'll, they'll will, let him wrestle. He will wrestle. Don't get me wrong. He will be up there knocking the biggin out of fucking Keith Lee's hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, he will be up there. Get the, I mean, he'll probably be fighting Wardlow and shit like that at this point. But he can definitely be there. Um and it depends on the contract they want to sign too, because I ain't signed no five year deal. Um, but I don't know. I could see him in AEW. I think Drew McIntyre has a lot to think about. I think he's someone who also prioritizes wrestling, but also prioritizes a little bit of a business as well. But I feel like ultimately, at the end of the day, he knows there's another company that you can go for, and I think that's really what this is about. The idea that it's a it's a confirmed fact that he's probably heading back to WWE isn't so solid to me, um, because he seems like a WWE guy. He does, but I could easily see him not. Like Drew Galloway is right there, you know what I'm saying. And, um, you know, he's done a lot of great things. He's won his world championships. He's won his world rumbles. He's done a lot of great things. And I could see him like, okay, maybe this is the next chapter of it all. Um, so Drew McIntyre, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where the tides change and all this other stuff like that, man. I think um, most importantly, I just hope he has his health together. I know he was he was going through it all the way up yeah. to Mania. That boy was we we was hearing injury reports every every other week. Something else was hurting on that right, boy. Right, so right. And to be honest with you, in AEW, you only work once a week. Maybe yeah, twice. that that schedule would be a lot nicer. It seems like they get rid of the house shows too. So I mean, at this point, <laughs> listen, we're gonna talk about it. Actually, we're gonna talk about that shit right now. Let's talk about it. It's AEW Collision Week. <sighs> Collision premieres on Saturday. This Saturday, Black Man Weekend Saturday. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. What do we realistically expect <laughs> from this new endeavor in AEW history? What do you realistically expect from? And for people who may not have listened to the Warport, because you guys have been—I mean, you guys have been on it. Every news, every announcement, everything. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would love what to know. What I don't know what I'm expecting. I'm expecting AEW. I kind of know what AEW is giving me at this point. Right. Um, what I, I'm more interested in seeing is kind of, is it going to be a different presentation? What kind of wrestlers are going to be on the show? Is it going to be a soft brand split like it's been rumored? Or is it just going to be another show similar to uh, like a Rampage or something like that? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see the reaction to Punk. It is in Chicago. So I'm sure it will be a, a heavy, like, you know, pro punk crowd. But going forward after that, um, I'm interested to see how those crowds react to punk. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not like the big ratings guy. I'm interested to see, but I, I'm interested to see like how many people actually are going to watch on a Saturday night. Punk is punk really like it was it's going to be like, I know this is it's just like, is punk going to be was he worth the headache after all of this? Mm. Like, what, what is it? Was it worth it? That that's why I want to see that. We probably won't see that until a couple months out when we get real like data on like kind of you know tickets moving or or you I don't know, think it's fuck, a, I don't think it's the data that's going to be realized if punk <laughs> or, or we start seeing subtweets again or whatever. Yeah, from, from I don't who think knows what data. Realistically, okay, so it's AW Collision Week. They're premiering the second show. It's on Saturday. The only thing that's left right now is like all this opportunity. They are having it's it's highly promoted by people who aren't really featured on the show. I think Hobbs is in a big promotion for the show. Miro, Thunder Rosa, CM Punk, all these other people who may not be quite frequently on the Dynamite show. Um, I'm interested. One, I think um, there's an interview that came out today with Ariel Hawani and Eric Bischoff, and he says pretty much. The only thing that I've noticed about AEW in this direction is that they have actually no vision for anything. There's no, they have vision for wrestling storylines, and he equates this essentially AEW to being a hobby for Tony Khan, which I don't disagree with at all. I think it's a very loop, I think it's a very well, he says it's a very well funded hobby for Tony Khan. And I absolutely agree because I think from a business mindset, one, they haven't done anything to establish that this is going to be a much better show. <laughs> than, we, that's that's the I thing. Mean, this, shows ide- this show's identity is just like, we don't even know what's going to make this any different than Dynamite or Rampage. Niggas, you have seen on Dynamite yeah, because we couldn't yeah. be able to book them. It's going to be on this show. And it's like, that, that's okay. it. That's all, all we right. know about this show is that it's red. <laughs> the red's the main color, and that you know the the uh, quote unquote rejects are going to be on it, right? And and that uh you know the first main event that we got announced last week, CM Punk and FTR versus um Bullet Club Gold and Sam Samoa Joe. Again, to me, not a notable main event for the show. I think the first main event. Let's look at the first ever Rampage. AEW. I, I remember the yeah. first main event for Rampage. I um, don't. What was the first main event for Rampage? I want to say it was. Um, I want to say it was Christian versus Kenny Omega for the AEW Championship. It was. You're right. You're correct. Um, you're, right, you're absolutely correct. And I think that's the caliber of a debut that you want to have. Make it worth people coming out their way on a fucking Saturday. It's bad enough. That Friday show is tanking. It is gone. It's to the point where Tony Khan says, Danny Bryan, you can have this show. <laughs> like, pretty much. This show. Because, first of all, I can tell Brian, Brian Danielson's hands is all over this fucking show. Um, the main event of Rampage last week, 
Great main event, won by the least likely person. That is how Brian Danielson books shows. <laughs> but then he, but then he also booked a goddamn uh, Daddy Ass and the Acclaim versus Luther Serpentico and um and uh what's my man's name Helico in a, a ten minute match. I was like, is necessary? He I don't want to see this. Think Serpentico is neat. He probably does. I, I, I like Serpentico. I ain't trying to watch ten minute match of him. I mean, I got to be honest with you. He's like that nigga's neat. Um, <laughs> no, but realistically, like from this show, I don't expect it to really do anything for the AEW brand. I think you want to hope that. I think the greatest potential it has is you seeing that people who necessarily aren't featured on Dynamite, and you be like. I kind of like this vibe a little bit better. It might give you the best it could get, it could give you maybe is 2016 SmackDown, and I don't uh, even expect to say that. that. I, I, you know, I, I was gonna go for I was I've been, you know I've been watching my 2002 uh, rewatch. I was gonna say as I've been watching the rewatch, I've noticed I'm way more interested in SmackDown episodes than I am of Raw episodes. So it could be a situation where it maybe like it'll be a better pace show. It depends on who's booking it. Maybe the Maybe less of the uh, MJFs, kind of, or right. the Sammies. I, I don't. I really don't know what they're going. to I'm very interested to see what they do on Saturday. And, and I think the thing with CM Punk is, and I have a second question regarding this, but yeah, I think the thing with CM Punk is CM Punk is a lot more understanding. I think he's he, I think especially with his storylines, has a lot more vision towards these kind of things. I don't think he just does things aimlessly and starts having matches aimlessly. Everything Correct. is for kind of a, a little bit of a purpose, even to the point where, you know, you, we make fun of it. But the whole Rocky three thing with um, John Moxley, you know what I'm saying? Let's play off of that. Let's let, let's take the crowd on a ride. Let's do one of those. I think he's in that kind of mindset, whereas Tony Khan is usually like, let's have a fire match. Um, and that's kind of like, let's have a great trios match. You, you, you got you to remember who, who Punk's mentor is. We uh, it's, it's Paul Heyman. Like Paul Heyman, if y'all haven't heard the uh, podcast he had with Rick Rubin, he breaks it down like, "Yo, you, you got like the, people want the the resource he would be for AEW is just like out of this fucking world." By the way, yeah, like people just like the storytelling. You could just like this bloodline stuff. Like people went out of their way to you know watch a damn near twenty minute. Not even it wasn't even wrestling. It was like a play. And like people wanted wanted to see it, bro. We got Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn in a pay per view main event, and it was money. That's yeah. the power of storytelling. That's the power of dedicating this to your kind of audience. That's the power. Paul and Heyman, Punk knows that. Yeah. First of all, go find that podcast because he's spitting. I, I can't pronounce the name of the podcast, but just type in Paul Heyman on whatever podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it'll just type in Paul Heyman, Rick Rubin, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's absolutely there. But his mind it's called it's called Tetragrammaton. Listen, I'm not even gonna. It, I can't. That's um, that's a Ruben shit, bro. He'd be making shit up. I don't even think he know what he's talking about. He'd be saying I, stuff. But he was even he was so enamored, right? This yeah. is my first time listening to a Rick Rubin podcast, and he maybe said all of 15 words the entire three hours. <laughs> So he said, "So tell me about your tour with Brock Lesnar." And then Paul Heyman went on like, <laughs> and then Paul Heyman went on like fourteen different other stories about Taz and like Kurt Angle and like 
Vince. It was just about the first time he met Brock and how he was money and he wasn't thinking and all this other stuff. He talks about oh, it's just a and it was taped the the week uh, after WrestleMania, so it was just now coming out. And I'm just like, bro, you holding on this fucking gold? This it is was, nuts. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible um, storytelling. Bro, we can't hold on to this for more than four hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, but I, but I think Punk sees that. I think Punk understands that. I don't. I don't know. It, which is so interesting to me because I know Tony Khan is such a student of wrestling. Like the dude's like a, a like an encyclopedia of like wrestling stuff. But I don't understand why he doesn't see that, but Punk does. Because I think there's a level of. Tony Khan, when he started AEW, had just as much experience running a wrestling company as we do. <laughs> he, there's no history of him working for WWE, working in the territories, working with ROH, working literally when Eric Bischoff says this is a well-funded hobby. It is because him and everyone else, the executive board, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Cody, all work together and say, let's make this happen. Um, I think he still sees wrestling in that kind of aspect, and I think from the business standpoint, I don't see, I don't think he sees how to maximize it. I think he sees how to make, have the best matches of all time, and kind of pop himself of like, what would I want as a kid? But yeah, I don't think he knows how to get that to the point where it's like, okay, how can I get forty million other kids watching this shit? Um, how can I bring them in? How can I level with them on a standpoint? Of a human and personal level, because that's really what the 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 the, the bloodline storyline, especially when he was talking about the Sami Zayn one, he was like, the reality of it is that the entire honorary U storyline was about acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the bottom line. That's the motif. That's the theme. That's what carried the entire thing about acceptance. And who could not relate to wanting to be accepted by the cool kids, being different looking different and still being accepted to them and then realizing damn these cool kids are kind of fucking assholes and then you know you no longer want to be part of that that's just reaching them on a human level and that's what he hasn't been able to do and and that's that's cinema as as the kids are saying hashtag cinema um (laughs) so the second question i have during this is how much does the success of the show actually weigh on cm punk Mm. how much people Mm. are looking at it and saying, okay, CM Punk has been announced now, maybe sold a couple more tickets to the show. The Chicago one is going to do numbers. Chicago is straight. As far as Hamilton, Ontario goes, I don't know, but Chicago is good. Chicago and New Jersey are good. Jersey is good good too. Um, But realistically, like, how much of this is going to weigh on the shoulders? Is this a catch 22 in a bad way for punk? I don't know what the bad version of catch 22 is unless it is catch 22, but is this a situation where they prove that he's not who he thinks he is? If he thinks that, um, is this a situation where it's only a matter of time until something blows up once again and blows up in their face and they prove that he cannot lead a show? even though this is kind of like what he's always wanted his entire career? I think time's going to tell. I, I'm, I've already kind of come to the, 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 to the mind of just like, Punk is who we, who, who, we, who we think he is. 
I guess it low key kind of depends on how you think of punk. If you think of punk as some like martyr for like professional wrestling and what professional wrestling should be, mm-hmm. then I think the success of the show is going to be some sort of like confirmation bias. Like, see, I was right. You know what I mean? Right. But also, you could do, you can literally flip it the other way. And if it fails, you can, you also can have the other side. You're like, you see, we were right. Like, this is, this is punk. We know punk is going to self destruct. It's very, um, I don't want to say it's Joe Budden esque, <laughs> but it's kind of Joe Budden esque. It just like, potentially this could be one of the greatest things ever but he's gonna fuck it up right i hope not i would i would like punk to be successful in in this but i just like we've seen history prove that like shit just blows up but it's always always a lot of negative energy when he's around i don't know what it is yeah i i I fear i fear for like the morale of backstage i don't really know what like but I, like, I have no contact with anybody over AEW to know like what's the vibe back there. Like when Punk comes back, is it like are people not going to want to go over to work Collision? Like I, I don't believe. I feel like if and, you really, if you're like, yo, I can't work there, and the shit is whack because he's here. Like you should shouldn't be fucking working there. You're at the end of the day, you're a professional wrestler. We're all professional. Yeah, There's you're professional. My job, I don't like that. I'm just. You just got to work with them anyway. This is kind of like how it goes. And you would hope that anything that they do doesn't is a detriment to your success. And you would kind of hope that. And you would kind of move forward and kind of think in that. Um, the success of this show, I think... I think if Tony Khan was smart, there would be more people featured on this show other than just CM Punk as a sort of major draw for this show. Um... I'm very surprised they chose to do Adam Cole versus MGF on Dynamite instead of doing that on the Collision premiere. If I thought that seemed fired, like an over. If they were fire, since it is an Eliminator match, which is a number one contender match, do it on Thing and then do it again on Saturday. They could do that. That's maybe they do, do do that. Maybe they do. I don't know. No, we're giving them too much credit. Um, <laughs> way too much credit. Um, let's go through these other news points because I still got why y'all mad and then also the other shit. Um, the shows, <laughs> the other shit. <laughs> um, Gunther has reached one year as WWE Intercontinental Champion. Would you rank him as kind of the best champions of all time? I don't know if he's the best champion of all time, but this is definitely one of the best reigns of all time. Who do, who do you think is the best Intercontinental Champion of all time? Oh my God, don't do this to me. Um, Are we talking about just a specific reign or just all together, like combined reigns? You know, I think. Here's the thing. Would you call Roman Reigns one of the best WWE champions of all time? Yes. Okay. All right. Then I think we can kind of equate these kind of things. Where is this reign? Where does this reign kind of like put him in the echelon? Echelon of. As far as as far as I've been watching wrestling, I would say Intercontinental Champions. He definitely top three at this point. I agree. Because I don't think there's anyone in my time that I've been watching wrestling, which is pretty much from, like, the end of 1998, 1999. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone other than, like, Randy Orton (laughs) who has had a notable Intercontinental Championship reign. Oh, go ahead. No, you you were just about to say what I was going to say. No, go ahead. The way my mind, when I think of Intercontinental Champion, my my brain immediately goes to like 
Jericho and Benoit. But the thing with Jericho and Benoit is like they had the belts, but they didn't have them for long. They yeah, they were like they were like trading them back and forth with whoever. Right. So it never really like it would never like a real solidified reign. Like there were good matches in those reigns, but the reigns themselves never really like with like oh this is it. As far as Gunther's go, like Gunther, I can name you know five matches off the top of my head that were bangers in this in this one reign. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of where Gunther gets the edge for me. Right, as far as Intercontinental Champions goes, just because right. that belt used to move around so fucking much back in the day that like it never really solidified. Right, and I think the Miz, the Miz is definitely up there for me, just in terms of volume of reigns and then also quality, yeah. kind of like defenses and stuff like that. But I don't even think he's been given what Gunther has been given. And to be honest with you, I don't know what the Miz is going to be given ever at this point. But um, <laughs> they give Miz a win. <laughs> they need to do. <laughs> It's a it's a tough beat for my guy right now, but we'll get through it. But um, no, Gunther, well, year is Intercontinental Champion, man. You, Special uh, man, this guy. He's 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 for real. If if we're going off of my spreadsheet, he's a surprising record. He's currently eight and five. Um, hmm. Tag match. A lot, of, team, a, 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 a lot of them were tag. Usually, his guys are getting uh, <laughs> getting pinned. Um, but as far as like match quality goes, he's up there. Like it's like. If I were to look at the chart and like matches where like people had more than ten matches, let me see something real quick. Okay, his, right. his match That's quality, I'm, I'm I'm in there. I'm in here, baby. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to work. All right, man. Let me Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to find the damn the number of filters. Hold on. Greater than or equal to ten? Let me put ten. Let's see what happens. He had ten matches this year. It's, it's him and Gargano. I don't know how Gargano got so high up there, but Gargano, <laughs> Gargano is uh, on the on the on the uh, the comeback spot scoring system. He had the four point eight two five. Gunther has the four point eight zero eight. So there you go. And then there's there Seth, and then there's Seth, and then Sheamus, and then Damian Priest, who is Damian Priest is easily the workhorse of of as far as WWE goes in twenty twenty three. He's he's cooking. We'll talk about Damian Priest. We're going to talk about him. I was going to talk about this next thing. I think you guys will cover it more so on the War Report. I would hope so. Um, so all I'll do is mention there's a news report came out this week of more potential matches for Forbidden Door. CM Punk and Kenta was talked about. I'm sure Kenta would love that for whatever reason. Um, and then also before Mercedes Monet's injuries, there were discussions about Mercedes Monet and Soraya. Saray, Saraya, where am I at? I don't know how to say. It. I think it's Saraya. Saraya, Saraya. There you go. Page, Shasha Banks, and Page. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Um, I might. I'm gonna. I'm going to quick segue this into why y'all mad because it's part of my why y'all mad. Okay, why Let's y'all talk mad about this it. week? Mercedes Monet and Saraya. <laughs> And and this isn't more so like this week the why y'all mad is not why y'all are mad, it's why I'm mad. This mm. week. I'm, I'm, you know, it, I'm I'm reclaiming it this week. Uh, it's funny. Week. Um, where I'm from, I live in Connecticut. As for anybody who doesn't, who's not familiar where I'm from, um, there's a radio station out here called Hot ninety three seven. It was like the first hip hop station out here, like in the early 2000s or whatever. And they, and they used to do this segment every day. God damn, y'all waited until the 2000s to get hit. Bro, <laughs> I, it's, 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 it, well, at least where I was at, in, you know, Connecticut. Y'all got hot 97? <laughs> y'all ain't get hot. Well, yeah, you, you got to remember, I'm on the east part of Connecticut. I'm not near New York. I'm mad far from New York. Uh, so, like, we don't have okay. to. So, like, this is a Hartford-based station. 
We call it Hot 93.7. And there's, this, there's a DJ named Kid Fresh. He has his most like country accent ever. I don't know. And he still maintains it after all these years. I don't know how. But he had this segment called Tell Them Why You Mad. And people would call in and tell them why and like air out their grievances about whatever they're mad about. And I just like, it is just so funny. Like, like all these years later, they're still doing it. Now you guys, it can't be you guys' idea to do a, like a, a low key kind of like tell them why you mad type of situation. And I had an idea. I think you guys, should, you guys should do maybe like for the Patreon people to have like a, a writing, like tell them why you mad type of deal. Course. Have somebody write something in. Of course. We're going we're gonna to set that up. Listen, 300 is coming very, very soon. 300. Um, but Mercedes Monet versus Soraya, my nigga. Like really out of all the matches you could do in AE damn W. And you know, what's the worst part is, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that New Japan Strong Championship was made for Mercedes Monet. Absolutely, 100 percent was no made for, for, for uh, that. That was on the contract. Like, hey, y'all, I need a belt. If y'all don't sign me, I need I need a championship. <laughs> and you were about to have a match with Sir <laughs> for oh. that damn belt, as if and what if Mercedes Monet broke her damn ankle during that match? Is Soraya gonna be the one? Taking all them damn kicks in Japan, <laughs> defending <laughs> that belt across the East. Is she going to be the one? Come on now. Ah, I'm mad. That made me mad. I was like, come on. Out of all the matches, put it against Jamie Hayter. I, I, so, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I do. I, so, as far as him contact, Tony Khan contacting Mercedes Monet, he would have been silly not to. That seemed like an obvious thing to try to get her to show up on one of your shows. As far as the Soraya thing, I do understand that there's already a built-in type storyline, like Kasasha. You know, the match she got hurt in was with, was with Sasha, so they have that. So I get it, but I'm with you. I wasn't trying to see that. If you have Mercedes Monet, you put her out there with a uh, like you said a Jamie Hader or who else is really a worker over there. As far as the women go, you go for the big shit. You go. I'm going for the big shit. You hate Britt Baker, like. You do a Brit, yeah. You do a Brit. I don't know how popular or how over Soraya really is with the fan base as right. far as now. Um, so I'm with you. I think we do. Oh, you mean even like a Hikaru Shida, which would make I don't know exactly what what companies Hikaru Shida works in over at uh, in Japan, but I mean I'm sure they could figure something out. I think I'm with yeah. you. Soraya seems like ill advised, but I do understand why Soraya would be come up because of just like the, they already have a backstory with Definitely. that. Um, second bit of why y'all mad: Keith Lee's beard and hair. <laughs> Either take it off, well, or dye there's it an update. black. There's an update. Hold on, I, Keith Lee tweeted something the other yesterday. I think. Oh, let did me read tweet? it exactly. What did he tweet? What did he tweet? Let's see what something. Keith Lee said. Hold on. He tweeted. He said, "Okay, someone tweeted to him. Anybody else get Maestro Hulk vibes? Since he's been rocking the gray hair, it must be like Incredible Hulk reference. I'm not 100 percent sure. Banner intelligence, along with Hulk strength and speed and stamina, seems to fit the caliber of man athlete he is. And then Keith Lee quote tweeted and said, "I appreciate that, but an oopsie has forced." A chain, so prepare for something different this week. Ha ha! Makes me sound like he w- he went to go line his beard up and he messed it up. I've been there. <laughs> She's got to start over. <laughs> That's what it seems like to me. So maybe the beard's gone. I don't know what's gonna what he's gonna look like when we see him next time. But uh, um, we'll see him on Wednesday. He has an eight man tag with uh Sting, Darby, and I think Jungle Boy or something. I don't remember who was in the match, but we'll see him on Wednesday. But the beard, it, it looked kind. I ain't gonna lie to you. 
look kind of crazy. Yeah. He, he he looking kind of wild. He looks fucking nuts. <laughs> he looked nuts, bro. Like, all right, I don't like to do all this other stuff because a, a lot of it at some point does become mean spirited and actually mean, and that's not me. But, bro, you in entertainment, you on television. Undertaker was probably gray as a damn goose for years. But you know what? When it's time to go on TV, one, you're going to be orange. That's for sure. <laughs> in the 2000s, that boy was orange, man. I never understand black dye and orange skin. <laughs> but he figured it out. If you're going to be on TV, you got to look the part. Don't do this. Get the, if you have to, if you have to put the big in next to the Bible, do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be there. You can't just have... The hair looks crazy. You look crazy. All the stock that everyone had in you because you were doing cartwheels in the ring and you was 350 pounds will go right out the window when people look on TV and it's like, who's that old nigga who's wrestling? Who's that old fat black man who's wrestling? Look the part, bro. Figure it out. You can't let my grandpa low-key I'm looking at him. Well, he's too damn he's old. I know he's been gray since he was a kid. I get it. I get I it. Feel. I've seen it. I've seen it before. I agree, still. I'm with him. Die black. You on television? You not on television, Quan. Sorry, but you not on television. I should be. I, I, I'll say this much. I'm not so much worried about his appearance. Oh, okay. Um, I'm more concerned about he doesn't really work singles matches, and that concerns me as to why he never works singles matches. And if he does work a singles match, it ain't longer than like three minutes, which makes me wonder: like, is is he healthy? Like. I don't want to be like diagnosing or anything, but it just seems it just seems really weird. Like they haven't, they still haven't done the Keith Lee Swerve singles match yet. This shit has been going on since like September. Listen, end that shit. I don't give a fuck no more. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares anymore. That's the worst part. Like they like. I understand. There's 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 a difference between slow burn and just like. Now we're just dragging along at a snail's pace. Like yeah, they they had interactions in other matches, but like. What's taking them so long to getting to the one v one Keith Lee Swerve match? I just don't. It doesn't. It it makes me think there's something else going on that I don't know if Keith Lee can work a, a, a solo match for you know in an extended period of time. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope this is just some kind of weird booking. But like I'm I I'm genuinely not even on, on like some kind of like. Trying to be funny type stuff. Like I'm, I'm genuinely concerned for this man's health. Like, is he good to go going forward? I think. Well, I, you know what? I don't want to make any assumptions about anything. Yeah, I, I don't want to. But it's like, I, it's just something I've noticed. Like, they, he doesn't really work singles matches. That's very interesting, and that's a very interesting uh, observation. And I'm glad you observed that. Last thing I got. I had some things. I had a WWE thing. I'm, a, I'm gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with the other AEW thing. Anytime I type sidebar in Discord, by the way, it's just I had to get some shit off my chest. This is one of the sidebars. Uh-oh. Wheeler Yuta is not a star. He's not. I get what you're trying to do, Brian Danielson. But he's not a star. He don't even look like a star. They're trying to give him wins to make him a star. They're wasting them wins by trying to make him a star. He has not gone through. He can wrestle good, but he hasn't gone through the fire enough to even be considered 
in that star level. He hasn't worked on his appearance. He hasn't been through the matches. He hasn't had a share of wins and losses. He hasn't done any of that. You can't just say, like, he's going to win. He's the star of this. You can't just do that. The people anoint him at the end of the day. There's a reason why people have not anointed Austin Theory as of yet. Austin Theory is good, in my opinion. But he's not yet a star. And it's the same thing for Wheeler Yuta. Like, I said this in Discord. I said, let him sit in the role a little bit longer. And when it's not, when it's time, it will be time. When y'all want to do y'all fake split up of the BCC again, it will be time. Don't push this to try to make him feel like a star before he really is a star. Because he's going to get exposed. And everyone's like, who's that substitute teacher wrestling on TV against these other guys? And it's not going to happen, Kevin. Stop trying it. Or at least try, let it build. Not that you have to stop trying. Not have you stop giving this man opportunities. Not have you do, but like, let that bitch build. You can't mark him a star in front of our eyes. And if AEW fans want to accept him as a star, by all means, go ahead, do your damn thing. Um, not I just said the cat. I can't. Argue, I can't argue with you. I've not really been a fan of Wheeler Yuta. I think he's fine in the ring. Promo. The position he's in currently, he doesn't really need to cut promos, which is fine, I guess. Um, at some point, he's going to. I do agree having him get a pin pinfall victory over who? Did he pin Kenny? He pinned Kenny. Yeah, he pinned Kenny, um, which you know might say something about Kenny's status in the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, take a Shida. What's it? Take a Shida? Take a Shida? Takeshita? Yeah. Damn, I'm butchering. Damn. I Come watch on, anime, man. too. Come on. Come you, on. You, you got no... You got no no excuse. The cash <laughs> I don't watch it. Um, as as I do. Yeah, really, really, you know, uh, he's a. He, I, I don't even know what my comparison I was going to. I was going to say, like, Steve Blackman, but I think even, like, Steve Blackman was cooler than, like, really, you know, like, Steve Blackman was cool. I don't I don't really know what to compare really you to. He's just kind of like a. I don't. He, he, obviously, the guy can work. Obviously, I don't. I don't. I would never question that man's in-ring ability. I think he can work. It's just he doesn't have that real like quality, like that real like that it factor. It will come. Yeah, it, it it'll will take come. time. I don't. I don't. You look, I, I, look he's at fairly young, Sammy right? Zayn when he debuted in NXT. Look at that nigga. <laughs> I mean, granted, first, first of all, he was buff. He's mad big. He's <laughs> huge. <laughs> but look at him, and look at where he ended up. Even Brian Danielson to an extent. Brian Danielson yeah. in ROH, he went out of his way to like a regular ass motherfucker. Let it build. Ball. It will come. Yeah, ball, bro. I don't know the development's going to happen in fucking AEW, to be honest with you, but it will come if it's supposed to come. Um, I think if you got a new haircut, really, really, it will help. It will help him. I think the haircut. I agree. I agree. Last bit I had was Seth Rollins. You need a fade. You need a fade. Seth Rollins Rollins. have gone out of control. Oh, okay. You know what? I did see this 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 discourse on on Twitter earlier this morning, and there I I I agree. Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all doing a little bit much with it. I'm doing like I get it. I get it. 
This is what y'all came for. Part of the show. All this other shit like that. Relax. <laughs> get it out of the entrance and then knock it off. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get, I'm gonna speak for the fans for on this one, right? Look. This I saw people kind of comparing this to the what chant. I don't think it's at the what chant because it was Seth is in the ring. You, so you know what I mean. But you but you know wrestling fans will take something and drag that motherfucker out for years. It, it, people they just stopped may, chanting. May, 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 I would say maybe if this was like 2018. I'd be with you. But this is a different we're in a different time. Now, the thing with last night, as far as Finn Balor's promo was, was that I know he wanted to get some shit off. You could tell he was trying to get some shit off. However, he was also egging the crowd on to keep doing it. Playing heel. So I'm like in the situation, I like I saw people say, like, Oh, I feel bad for Finn. He was trying to get whatever he had to say off, but like he was also egging it on at the same time. So like in the situation of Monday. I'm not. It doesn't. It doesn't really bother me too much. If it goes, if it keeps going on going forward, no one can get a promo off because they're doing the damn chant. Then we can talk about. It. But I think as far as Monday goes, that was fine. It, it did it fuck up the promo, yeah. But also, like, it was the crowd having fun. It wasn't like they were trying to like take over the show. It wasn't like a beach ball. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, Seth is in the ring. They're doing a thing. Finn's the heel. So we're just gonna throw him off his game. I'm not mad at it. If it goes forward, every time Finn tries to go talk, then we'll, then it'll be a problem. You know what? That's where I'm at with it, at least. Okay, I could see that. If Finn, if Finn didn't egg it on, yeah, Kentucky or whatever. <laughs> no, they were they were they were in Kansas. They were in Wichita. Okay. Um, I don't know Wichita. I don't know what in Wichita. I don't know if they got nothing but time to chant fucking Seth Rollins' name. I don't know. Um, let's head to the shows this week. Um, we can wrap things up. Um, SmackDown. SmackDown on Friday. Really powered by the continuing <coughs> visible line storyline. After the massive number that they got last week for their show, they continued and said, listen, it's the, this is a J episode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a, a JS. We're gonna and we're gonna bring back main event Jey Uso because Paul mm. Heyman enticed Jey Uso is like, listen, man, f- fuck Jimmy, fuck that nigga. Um, he didn't say that, of course. <laughs> in the spirit, fuck Jimmy. You are next in line to be the tribal chief, and I was like, oh wow, I've never heard this before. Like the succession of the tribal chief, like next tribal chief. Like I've never heard that before. I'm sure Jay never heard that. Does does Roman know this? You know what I mean? Did Roman say he leave it? (laughs) I don't don't understand where that came from. He says, so what we're going to do is we're going to book you in the main event. I got you in a championship match against Austin Theory for the U.S. title, but only if you agree to still be down with the bloodline. And Jay Uso was like... You know, I don't know about the bloodline thing. You know, I take that U.S. title shot. I swear, you know, I, take, <laughs> I do that shit. Um, main event, we got the U.S. title match. It's weird just seeing Jey Uso versus fucking Austin Theory. But then again, this would have been a 2020 match for sure. That, that, um, that's, a, that's definitely a 2020 SmackDown main event. Yeah. In July uh, or something. It had all the shenanigans. It had all the things incorporated. It had everything. 
Um, I, I got a question down. for you. Okay, go ahead. You're you're about to get into it, but just like, how do you feel about the uh, the ref the the usage of ref bumps in bloodline style matches and bloodline matches? Has um, it, has, is it starting to bother you? I, I've been seeing a lot of like tweets and stuff about people saying, "Okay, I'm tired of the the ref bumps." For the record, yeah, I, I thought the one the, I thought the one night of champions was egregious. That man was out for like ten minutes. <laughs> oh, well, that was that was unnecessary. Sometimes that's what the rule calls for, man. Stay down <laughs> until it's time to get up. Oh, boy, we used to that man WrestleMania was down. 17. Yeah, WrestleMania was 17 down. was the most egregious <laughs> example of it ever. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, nah, I don't think they're... Uh, it's not something I expected because of all the mm. parties that are coming into play and you can't just have it. The, I don't think we get the J, Jimmy Uso super kicks Jay Uso without the ref bump. So it's kind of needed. You need to build yeah, that kind of sure. like, will he, won't he, you need to build that drama. You need to understand like, okay, is this the direction that we're going to go with this? That's what you need to do. And I think you need those ref bumps in this situation. You need all the tools to kind of make this thing work. And who, be it from me, to doubt this story that has been amazing thus far and has been going on for this long. So who am I to say, like, a ref bump is like, okay, this is where I draw the fucking line. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jimmy Uso comes in, accidentally super kicks Jay Uso and costs him the U.S. title. And Jay Uso's like, man... And fuck all this, man. And he just dips. And we're not sure where he lies. Is he still Bloodline? Is he still Usos? Where does it all go? Um, I like when wrestling shows end with a cliffhanger. I like with something that that says, come back next week. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um... And then the show will start off with last time on Dragon Ball Z kind of thing. You know, I was, I was just going to make a Dragon Ball Z reference, too. I, that, that, that's, I that's so you. That shit. I love that shit. So keep doing this. And Sami Zayn is still involved for whatever reason. He's telling Jay. I'm like, Sammy, come on now. <laughs> Give it a break. Enough. Enough, man. <laughs> Wrap it up. It's over. Wrap it up. It's, 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 it's giving Toxic X. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> that's I what it's giving it's me. Toxic. I think it's just I think it's a little toxic. I've been watching a lot of Jersey Shore. It's giving me a lot of Sammy Iran vibes. That's where I'm, that's where I'm at with mm. it right now. Just like, okay. all right, okay. it's over. It's oh, it's over. Y'all can end it now. And then they keep going back to each other when it's clearly this relationship shouldn't be a thing because y'all clearly there's is it's too much. It's, it's too much. Right. It's just toxic. So, and I just think Sammy just constantly being involved. And I think it's starting to get the uh, Kevin Owens. Even if he had to straight up said it, like, all right, enough, bro. It's over, bro. You you, you won. So, Sammy has his own problems. Sammy and KO, that is. Because Sammy's recanting. He's like, yeah, I was talking to Jey Uso earlier. And Kevin Owens is like, oh, my fucking God. Um, And then our favorite called-up tag team comes in pretty deadly. They come in, and they want a title shot. But then also the Brawling Brutes come in, and they want a title shot. And then the OC realizes that they have to work in order to get paid. So they <laughs> want the title shot. And then LWO, because the other two members have qualified for Money in the Bank, they want some bread. So they want a title shot. And then the Street Profits, who I forgot was on the show just in general, <laughs> showed up. 
probably we're probably a year past when they were probably should have gone a separate way or pursued singles career or whatever it is, but they're still together. But they want a title shot. I feel like I'm doing the rock promo pre 2002 Royal Rumble. <laughs> this guy, Mark, says he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, everyone wants a title shot. So next week, SmackDown, yeah, a SmackDown classic, a, a, a SmackDown <laughs> classic, man, a staple a gauntlet, a gauntlet, little gauntlet. Don't want to write a show. <laughs> Throw a gauntlet. You're <laughs> the hour. You're the hour long gauntlet. Hey, I'll tell you this much. I was there for the uh, the new day one. I was live. It was, it was probably that was incredible. So I, I, incredible. I I'll say that I, they do the gauntlet a lot, but usually they're pretty good. So I'm not I'm not mad at the gauntlet at all. I think these are really. It really shows how deep SmackDown's tag division is. Low key, not even low key, oh. high key. They need they need to they need to split those belts up as soon as possible. Mm. Well, listen, I agree. And then get the new belt since everyone is getting new fucking belts anyway. Yeah. Um, you know what's so funny about that SmackDown? Hold on. I want to actually make sure it's funny. So I actually got to look up to see if I did this. <laughs> okay. You know what's so funny about that SmackDown that you what's were so at? Funny. Yeah. You know what was also on that SmackDown? Charlotte and um, Asuka. Charlotte Banger. Flair and fucking <laughs> Asuka. That that was hard, too. <laughs> Genesis of make it make sense. So I'm glad you're here. Listen, fate has a funny that was hard. Fate has a funny fucking way of working itself out. I can't remember how hard the match was or not because my brain was fucking rocked. My heart was rocked. <laughs> make it I, make I don't sense know. to this day. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Go ahead. All, all, all I know is that match was heat. And I was, I, I remember being like, whoa, when it, like, the finish happened. I was like, oh, okay. What was that about? But I just, all I remember was that match being heat. That's all, that's all I need to know. I had a great what time. But it, like did it make sense? To, to, uh, I don't even know if it made sense at this point. I don't, I don't remember what happened after or before. My, my memory is terrible. But as a fan, oh, I enjoyed it. enjoyed it. I enjoyed every second of that. That was probably one of the most fun live shows I've ever been to, besides Backlash last year. Well, don't worry about it because we're <laughs> in a similar place right now. I don't know if it makes sense. Oscar is champion. Oscar mm-hmm. has now been awarded the WWE Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. So we're, brand exclusive championships are gone to the wayside. Everyone who's asking about why the Raw thing is still on SmackDown, don't worry about it. They figured it out. If the they men get new championships, get made. Right, the women are getting new championships. Mind you, my biggest beef with these championships is I don't think the straps are actually like. They look plastic to me. They look. It's giving very WWE shop to me. Um, Damn, they got the replicas. It's. It feels like it. The straps. Mm. Um. Anyway, as Oscar's doing this, we've gotten several backstage segments tonight. First of all, Bianca Belair. What a fucking. Not even. Not even wrestling on the show, but still having purpose. She comes up. She's mad. She's like, yo. I've waited enough, Mr. Pierce. It's time for me to get mine. Adam Pierce is like, listen, I want to. I'm supposed to hand her this new title. Please, let me just do this. Please. I'm going to work out a championship rematch. Your old one, since you we don't do rematches anymore, but you were the longest reigning one since ever. So you're at least old one. Um, And she's like, okay, I'm old one. Okay, all right. I can understand that. All right, I'll chill. I'll chill. I'll chill. I'll chill as long as I get the championship shot. 
So is Asuka's getting this championship belt. As she would, here comes the queen. She, you know, you know what time it was. A, a new belt? Come on, you know she's popping up. <laughs> she's like, her spidey senses gold? went off. She's like, what, what is that? Hold on, what's that over there? I ain't seen that before. Let me go get that. Oh shit! Let me see oh, what that's let me, about. Let me get one of them. Let me get one of them. <laughs> Charlotte shows up and says, "I'm fucking waiting. No fucking lines. You know who I am." <laughs> You know who I'm, and I never felt her more than I did that day because you know what I hate lines. I I generally lines are not my thing. Waiting for especially if something is not really worth the the wait, not doing it. I I walked past Chipotle the other day, yesterday. And I was like, yeah, the lines are crazy. I feel looked like. in there, the line was crazy. I was like, no, never mind. I'm getting something else. Not even worth it. Um, not even worth it. It don't get in half the time. Yeah, dead ass. Um, Sean says I don't wait in no lines. I want a championship shot. Asuka accepts for whatever reason. History has told you, Asuka, do not accept this fucking match. (laughs) History, including you and not including you, has told you, do not take this match, Asuka. She takes the match. I love Asuka, Mm -hmm. but please don't let this be. So Bianca Belair then pops up backstage again, and she's got, listen, you don't want to be on the other side of a black woman's stare like that. Mm Mm-mm. I was, she will get you fired. <laughs> she will get you fired. That's that stare. Um, I guess three weeks from now, <laughs> two weeks from now, now they've officially marked it in gold. It is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for the WWE Women's Championship match. She is getting the title shot before Bianca Belair. So I ask you this. What does this mean for Bianca Belair? Well, Bianca Belair put out a tweet a couple days ago. <clears throat> and I quote, been processing what went down last night. This was obviously the day after SmackDown. So let me get this straight. Let's make it make sense. I did exactly what you have asked of me. I agreed to let Asuka have her moment as long as I got my, an all cap rematch, just for Charlotte to come out, demand and get handed a rematch. Am I tripping or am I tripping? I like to tell Bianca Belair she's not tripping. Throw that you know what? You know this is. You know what I mean? Look, I know this is your man's Adam Pierce. That's your man's. I, I understand. This wasn't his best. It wasn't his best call. I know he's intimidated by Charlotte. Adam Pierce is a you know. That's when he's intimidating. intimidated by I get Oscar it. And Bianca Belair too. <laughs> I, I get it. I get. I, I understand he's in a, a tough position. I don't think this was his best call. Uh, <laughs> uh, you probably should have not did that. But we're here. Now, outside of storyline purposes, I think I don't think that match is going to be that. I think it will be a triple threat match or something of that nature. We will see. I, I'm a little scared. I don't want Bianca's character to start coming off as like kind of like 97 Bret Hart complainy-ish. I don't want that. Right. I don't want that. But I don't think that I don't, the match they have announced so far, I don't think that's going to be it. Either it'll get like thrown out as some kind of like DQ type stuff or whatever, or like Bianca like interfered or something, or ends up being a triple threat match. I don't think that's going to be the match we get come two weeks from now. People ask, why isn't this match on Money in the Bank? To which I responded, one day really got this fucking ladder matches. Yeah. <laughs> and then two, we're making television here, baby. <laughs> Can yeah. I tune Plus, in on Smack the- too? 
Yeah, SmackDown's right. in the, is also in the same arena. So basically, it's just like how they did the um, backlash. It's the same thing. They're just gonna put a right, right, right. they'll put one big match on the SmackDown before. That's probably just what they're gonna do going forward. And I'm not mad at that. SmackDown is cooking right now. It's, it just yeah, is. I agree. Like, yeah, just let them have the match. Either way, all right. So we got a couple of Money in the Bank qualifying matches. EO Sky is not qualified for Money in the Bank. Bailey has not qualified for Money in the Bank. Butch. We see that's not qualified for money in the bank. And what's my man's name? Escobar is not qualified for money in the bank. So we got a couple of new. This makes the field a little bit more interesting. We'll learn about who the final people are soon, except the women. I think that's finalized. Um, a good thing. We'll talk about money in the bank a little bit more later down the line. I do want to talk to you since you're the NXT guy. We got a couple of NXT little prospects things here. Hey. We got Alba Fire and Ila Dawn. They come out. We are the champions and doing all that stuff like that. To which Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler is like the only reason those championships exist is because of me. Mm. So now, I think it's two weeks from now or one week from now. One of these fucking weeks. I believe it's next week. Match. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. To the unifying. I don't yeah, uh, know. Whatever. Unification match is know. happening. NXT tag team champion, NXT women's tag team champions, and the main roster ones will be put together. What does this mean for whatever tag team <laughs> is on NXT? Oh, wait, there's no more women's tag team. There are no women's tag teams besides Chikara and Lash Legend. Yeah, there you go. But in, 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 in the hashtag Brazilians, as uh, Cyrus calls them. Those are the only hey, two man. tag teams as far as Would the you like go. to see the women's tag team champions to continue to take trips down to NXT every so often? I think Ronda going to NXT would be fun. I'm open to it. If she's open to it, she seems like she's I'll I'll give Ronda this. She seems like she's pretty much open. She wants to work. I think you you mentioned work. it or some or somebody mentioned it. Just like she feels like a regular she feels she doesn't feel like an attraction anymore. She just feels like she's a member of the roster. Which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing at this point. But I appreciate that she still is just willing to work. She wants to wrestle. I think she really likes it, and she wants to keep doing it, which Absolutely. is fine. Um, I'm not mad at it. You man's Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams also showed up on SmackDown this week. They're on SmackDown? Look at that. Baron Corbin had a match, a qualifying match. I don't know how he would qualify, but you know what? He's won money in the back before, so who am I to say anything? Um, which I totally forgot about. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Um, Carmelo and Trick, they put the hands on Baron Corbin. That they should. Good look. I mean, it's a good look for them. SmackDown, NXT champion. Trick is on SmackDown. Hayes is on yeah. SmackDown. It's building up to this program that's apparently going to happen. Open on NXT. Look at, the, look at this. Look at this energy. You know what? I'll give Nick Khan credit. When, it, when he says he's going to do something, he get right to it. He said, look, we're trying to make uh, NXT more of the third brand again. We're going for that again. We want it integrated with the shows. Um, uh, Tuesday Tuesday night on NXT, Braun Breaker called out Seth Rollins, which is which is nuts. Um, so <laughs> we'll see how, we'll see what happens with that. But it's just like, man, I think that was a great look for Carmelo and Trick. Get them on national TV. Let people know, hey, let people know, hey, this is what's going on over at NXT right now. We got Baron Corbin and Trick. I mean, I'm sorry, not Carmelo. Um, so, you know, come check this out. We got, we got Seth coming over there. Go, go check this out. I like what they're doing with NXT. I, I don't 
want them to steer too far away from developmental. I still think it should be kind of developmental. They got to find a, a nice little medium. I don't want this to be like a bunch of main roster guys going over there and then we don't really get any development. Right. But we'll, right, we'll right. see what happens. But as far as um, Carmelo and Trick being on SmackDown, it's a good look for them. Absolutely. Um, let's head over to Raw and then we'll wrap this thing up right here. Raw um, kicks off. Rhea Ripley receives her Women's World Championship. Is this the new prettiest belt in all of wrestling? Or is it still the eighty? I was, I was, it's okay. I was a big fan. It's like when, when Seth got his championship, I was just kind of like, I don't know. But then it grew on me. Rhea's with the white. I don't know why the gold and white is cleaner to me than gold and black. I love that gold and white look. I think that belt is beautiful. However, I don't think it's better than the AEW's women's championship. I think AEW the women's championship in AEW is the best looking belt currently, actively on in on American wrestling TV. To me, at least, I don't. I can't think of a better look. I love that belt, so it's tough. I but I do, I do love um, the women's world championship. It, it looks great. Well, listen, you would hope there would be a contender to come out to challenge Rhea Ripley, but no, out comes you know, Cody. <laughs> maybe <laughs> out comes Cody, Cody, who challenges Dominic Mysterio to a match at Money in the Bank. So we're getting that. Going from Brock Lesnar to Dominic Mysterio is crazy. <laughs> hey That's money awesome. Is still money, and it prints the same exact way. You feel me? Um, Raw to me was a. Uh, it wasn't bad. The, yeah, the finals was. I was like, the, even the main event. The main event was really good, but I was like, yo, the finals are. I, I'll pause it. I'm, I'll go back to it later. I gotta watch this basketball game. It was definitely one of those yeah, things yeah, where yeah. like they're. Just, it, it the show is just long. It's it's three that three hours. No matter how good the show is, three hours is tough. It's tough to yeah. be stay interested in something, especially if there's something else going on that's bigger. Yeah, I'm switching channels. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to. It was the finals. <laughs> Once 10 p.m. hit, I was kind of over. Like, okay, I'm going to the finals. So we've been uh we've been giving a lot of praise to one Zoe Stark mm. you know, over the last couple of weeks for showing up on this roster. Mm-hmm. She has talked about on uh, actually after the bell or something along those lines or maybe somewhere else that she has actually been going over her promos with Grayson Waller. Not fully sure if that's the right person to be asking, but hey, Mm -hmm. if you need some advice, I ain't going to him about wrestling. I think go to him about the (laughs) go to him about talking. You know what I'm saying? I do not know what the fuck Zoe Dark was saying (laughs) yesterday. On Raw, what's she, so what's she saying? Like that she said, "I'm gonna make it. you famous." Oh, you got I it. Play a oh, please play it. Yeah, I want to play, play it. Okay, hold on. Let's 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 play this. An accomplishment that you'll never get to do. That's beat Trish Stratus, and that money in the bank in the ladder match. You know, you could add on not beating Zoe Stark on your list of. Failures. Oh, Zoe, 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 I have so many failures. I have so many built like a pit bull, but I also know the one thing that you lack is a personality. Hold on, no, 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 no. Becky, you of all people, you want to talk about personality? Do you not own a damn mirror? You, Becky, you did not become relevant off of your personality, no. 
Becky, you became relevant off of somebody breaking your face. And now you're scratching a claw and you're trying to hold on to that fame. And off of that, you're holding on to Trish Stratus. Shut up. Zoe's kind of scaring the hoes. <laughs> Bro, look, look. All right. Em said that on Twitter. I was like, I kind of agree. What are you talking about? <laughs> Bro. Uh, that was Becky's as far as her poor heart. <laughs> they threw her out to the fire, and I'm sorry, it, it didn't it didn't connect this time. That this was one of my concerns with Zoe Stark when she was in NXT. I said that the entering ability with Zoe Stark was never the problem with her. She did not need any development in that aspect. Character work and promos, it wasn't hitting. And um this was not good. Um, this might it is it, is up there. It's it's already in the ranking for worst promo of the year. I don't know what she was talking about. It didn't make sense it's to say that Becky's personality didn't get her there. Nuts. <laughs> That's literally what got her over. Um, it just like I, I don't know. And then she would like like get louder in certain parts. It didn't need to get louder. It was just I don't I don't know right. what she was trying to do with that. I saw the vision. I see where she was trying to go, but it, it just wasn't connecting at all. And the crowd was like, it's "What?" Like, that 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 what chat genuinely felt like they didn't know what she was like. That was like a genuine what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It wasn't like a, an annoying one. It was just like, "Yo, what? What are you talking about?" That's how I felt about it. At least I'm with Wichita on that. It's the lack of awareness <laughs> of anything that also yeah. followed her. Remember the the EO Shirai. Um, Chinese restaurant, Japanese oh restaurant. My God. Um, oh, I forgot all about that. Oh no! It's the same lack of awareness as that. Oh, <laughs> I took no, I forgot. I didn't like it. And he was sure. It's like, bitch. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I speak <laughs> English. <laughs> <laughs> I repressed that whole memory of that whole segment. Oh my God! That that yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they got to let trip. I think they gotta let Trish speak for her going forward. I, that that can't happen. That was she just got to make sure it. she knows what she's saying. She's someone where lines have to be written for her. I'm sure she went off there yeah. and maybe loved it a little bit. Tried to wing it, or even if the lines were kind of written for her, if even if it was, someone ain't know what the fuck they were talking about. Because yeah, what? It, it, the the inflection of how certain words she would say, like she would get louder on certain words that didn't really make sense for her to get louder on. She was like, "And you," I'm like, "What are you talking? Like what?" Like, where is this even coming from? Like, looking, at, I don't know. Yeah, that wasn't good. It doesn't help. It doesn't help that Becky is kind of like she'll shit on you. She's very much yeah. like rock, rock, like the rockish kind of like she'll shit on you. So you better be like ready to come back. You better be quick on your toes, or it's gonna get ugly right. real fast. And they got and they got ugly as soon as she said you have no personality. <laughs> and then Zoe's and then Zoe had that comeback. I'm like, yeah, it's over. That's it. Becky was like me, bitch, me, bitch, who, <laughs> me? Who are you talking um, to? Let's see what else happened on Raw this week. Well, we got a Money in the Bank qualifying match between Matt Riddle and Damian Priest. It was a battle of the freak bulls. <laughs> yeah, it was a real freaky match they had. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, it was really good though. They have they have great chemistry, uh, as you could imagine. That they they spend a lot of time together. They are, as far as I know, still good friends. So yeah, usually those this make is, the best matches. All of this is giving me very 2019, 2018 NXT. Um, yeah. Maybe 2022. Um, but Damian Priest qualifies, and we're getting a little bit of dissension in the ranks for Judgment Day, which to me, 
I'm not sure why it's happening. Um, so Damian Priest last week accepted the open challenge for Seth Rollins. And I think Finn Balor took some exception to that, considering of his woes in terms of regaining the world championship of any sort. And then Seth Rollins is dig. But Damian Priest is out here qualifying for money in the bank. And Finn Balor is backstage talking to J.D. McDonough. Um, and says, like, bro, you wouldn't you wouldn't cash in money in the bank on me, would you? And Damian Priest is like, nigga, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I agree. This, Where'd that come same, from? <laughs> we're in the same group. I don't know what all this tension is, but go handle your shit somewhere else, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, what's going on here? I'm being mad regular, and you're being the weird one. I'm ch- like, I'm chilling right now. Like, there's nothing going on. I, this is... <laughs> This is I definitely one of those athlete, like. By the way, yeah. <laughs> this is one of those like. If we, if we, this is like the challenge. This is like when um Josh was trying to get at like the, the Josh and West rivalry, and Josh and West yeah. was like, or Josh was like, yeah, we got a little rivalry going on. West is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> we have nothing going on. This this is exactly how that feels. Like, okay, what are you talking about? Finn Balor. Um, with that said gets out to the ring and we talked about a little bit earlier with all the chance, but he challenges Seth Rollins to world heavyweight championship match at money in the bank. And that is exactly what we're getting Um, under the precipice of the story that happened damn near almost a decade ago of Balor winning the world title and then having to relinquish it the day after. And then to be honest with you, it's not like Seth actually won it afterwards. It was like KO and then (laughs) Goldberg and then, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then Brock, and then I think Seth eventually wins it much later on down the line. But Balor has, and, and one thing, I don't know if this is nitpicky of me. I don't like when wrestlers kind of say, like, this is the, this is the Finn Balor I've been waiting to see all along. It's like, you don't know me, nigga. <laughs> you don't know what I've been through. <laughs> I was on NXT busting heads open, bro. Like, you lying. don't play with me. I just, you know. I just had a Hell in a Cell match against a 47-year-old. Don't play with me. You don't know me. You don't know nothing Head split open. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Anthony's my head. My head is a zipper currently right Come now. On. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Why are you talking to you like that? Right. So let me. You ain't beat Edge neither. So you, you let me cook. Right? You know what I'm saying? Um. Anyway, we get to this match. We're gonna get to the match, and it's a. Uh, I look forward to it, but I'm kind of wondering now. Finn Balor is more than likely gonna lose this match. Yeah, where do we kind of see the trajectory? I feel like if it wasn't for NXT, Finn Balor would probably be in AEW by now. Um, in my opinion. Oh yeah, he would have been out of here for sure. Yeah, I think he would have been out of here. I'm not sure if that's going to be not necessarily like I'm expecting Finn Balor to kind of be out of here, but I feel like considering how strong you made Judgment Day and kind of all things there, I feel like you got to make it so he wins this eventually, right? Like they're easy, they're 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 trying to get to a Damian Priest thing, and Finn Balor winning the World Championship or at least being part of the picture for this. It's part of the thing because I would think money in the bank 
Damian Priest has a very strong chance of winning that briefcase. That's my pick. Right. Honestly, that's my pick. I could see anybody, to be honest with you, except like Butch and shit and LA Knight um, and Ricochet, probably. But realistically, I could see a lot of people. Because money in the bank is kind of where it all begins for you. Yeah, You don't necessarily have to have a build up to it. It'd be nice if you did. But usually you can kind of like, all right, here's where my career starts now. Um, or falls off um, if you're Baron Corbin. Mm. So Damian Priest, Finn Balor, there seems to be something going on around there. Um, the World Championship is involved. Money in the Bank is involved. Judgment Day is carrying Monday Night Raw. Here's this. one thing I didn't get. Up, here's one thing I didn't get about Monday Night Raw. Bronson Reed is not in the Money in the Bank match. <laughs> I don't understand why he's not in. It doesn't make sense to me. So why is he still beating up niggas in the match? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. It's, it's very confusing. I, yeah, it's confusing. The match is the match is great, but I'm like, yo, why is he? Ter- he's not even in the fucking match. Like, it is. I get you want him featured on the show, but you could have him feud with somebody completely different who's not in this match as well. I don't know. Whatever. Um... I was very upset Maxine Dupree wasn't in in ring action. So she looked good. She looked good. I mean, she looks good all the time, but she looks she good. She do. Um, she really did. Let's see. Uh, what else happened on Raw? Um, Imperium. All right, yeah, let's get to the main event. Imperium is out here. They spin the block because a man's got <laughs> taken out. Um. They beat up Matt Riddle. I think they they beat up Matt Riddle at some point on the show, right? Um, I don't think so. They did. Who did they beat up? No, they beat up Matt Riddle. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did after the qualifying match. They sure the fuck did. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, because David Priest like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pick the bones, pick the bones. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, (laughs) mind if I do, nigga. Stomp, 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 stomp. Um, Lisa tag team match in the main event. Not sure why Gunther's in this tag team right now. It kind of makes me scared. I don't know if Vince wrote him out of the show. Vince is like, weren't they supposed to be two of these niggas? <laughs> well, the they, well, they, had, they had they had to sell uh, Giovanni Vinci getting uh, his ankle broken, I guess, or something. And what's the real life story? He better be getting married or something. He better be uh, he better hair be transplant. Married. I don't know. Could be something. anything. I don't know. I just don't want Vince to realize that the Imperium was initially two people and now there's three. And then nigga's just like, I don't like this. Hey, <laughs> hey. Can, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? If What's Vinci up? gets his old gimmick back, I wouldn't even be mad. I like that. I really like that gimmick. I really liked it a lot. That would be Whatever nice. it was. Whatever it was, if, if he brings that back, I wouldn't even be mad at it. Keep him in Imperium. But nonetheless, Tag Team Championship <laughs> match, KO and Sammy. Versus Imperium, undisputed WWE tag team title match. I'm sure it was fire, but I, did, I wasn't watching it because I was watching fucking the NBA finals. Big, big fire and rare occurrence. A blue thunder bomb win. When's the last time you've seen that? And never apparently because I wasn't fine watching the show. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's uh, you know, we, you have that to look forward to. So raw main event was great. I admire you. I implore you rather to go check it out if you haven't um 
And yeah, listen, you got a lot of stuff coming up this week. You got a lot of stuff coming up this week. NXT's this week. Um, big episode of Dynamite this week. You got Adam Cole versus MJF coming on Dynamite this week. Who knows where that'll go? Um, and of course, there's a million other things. Make sure you guys listen to Rewriter's Room. They also came out with an mm-hmm. episode. Uh, make sure you guys listen to the War Report coming out this week, of course, with Quan and Cyrus. And yeah, continue supporting the A Show. You know, hopefully Justin will be back next week. If he's not, Quan will be back next week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I I feel like the uh, like Dan. You remember like back in the day in PTL, like Party Interruption or ESPN, it was Kornheiser and Wilbon. Like whenever one of them was gone, it was always like Dan Lebertard. I started to feel like Dan yeah. Lebertard of this show. Well, listen, feel Dan, feel feel Lebertardy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but with that said, thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, you can follow the A Show at the A Show RNC on Twitter. You can also um, subscribe to us on Patreon for additional content, patreon.com backslash the A Show RNC. We will have a brand new episode of Retro Diaries coming out this month. Um, actually, just got it locked in with my guests. So we're going to go over, of course, the first ever one night stand. Uh, hey. Which I haven't actually seen in quite some time. So. We'll see how that show was or if it ages well or anything of the rather. So stay tuned to that. Um, and, yeah, we got a lot more stuff coming up down the pipeline as well. Thank you, Quan, for, of course, coming on and uh, blessing us with your main roster knowledge as well and your AEW knowledge, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, we will see you guys next week. Take care.